What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another show, NBA show from BetUS TV, my guys. I'm your host at J Money is Money on Twitter. Uh, we got our guy Ski Profit as well. He's at Ski Profit on Twitter, and we got our guy Josh with us at Punt, punt underscore School. Man, um, you guys know how we do it, man. Um, uh, we let's go take let's take a look at the records here first, guys. If you guys don't mind, let's take a look at our betting records. Uh, bring those up, man. Uh, Where we we've been making some money here, my guys. We've been making some money. Obviously, there's no competition. We're all trying to cash. It was my favorite saying, it's us against the bookies, my guys. So it's a long season. This is beginnings, but it's definitely a long season. We're going definitely going to get some cash. But Ski Profit, my brother, what's up with you, my guy? Everything cool with you? Yeah, another day. Um, get after it with you guys. I was disappointed. You know, you guys know, watching my Lakers lose yesterday, even without Russell Westbrook, couldn't get it done. But um, last couple of days, been, you know, picking up a couple units in the NBA. And we're getting close to that mark where I have all the data that I like to have to make the bets I usually make. So looking forward to it. No, I'm I'm right there with you on that, Josh. You know how it is, man. We always trying to get some cash today. What's up with you, my brother? Yeah, another day. Ready for another day, NBA. Not the greatest slate in the world, but there's always opportunities there. And I think that there's a couple here today available as well. So let's go. Let's go get it done. No, it's facts right there, man. Facts. Let's get to it, man. It's four games. Uh, let's try to get. Let's try to find some money on this slate here, guys. Uh, this first game up, man. We got a real good one. We got the Brooklyn Nets at the house. They are on a back-to-back here. They're getting three points here. Uh, if you like to go with the Mavs, you can. Uh, they're laying three points. Money line minus one fifty. If you like to take the underdog Nets here at home, you can get back plus one thirty um, for them to win the game. We have an over/under sitting at two twenty-five here, Ski. Um, how you looking at this game, my brother? This game is tough. Um, I think, well, for one, I don't want to go against the rest advantage ever. That's a big part of my handicap in general every day. And um, just Nets being on a back-to-back makes me want to go the other way with Dallas. It's just, I I feel like the line should have been pushed a little bit more towards their way. I I don't have very much on this game, bro. All I would say is, at the current line, I can't trust – if you like Brooklyn, I'll take them for the half because on the second of a back-to-back, I expect the legs to get tired in that second half. And if you like Dallas, I would take them full game. As far as myself, I'm staying out the way and, and hoping you guys can help me figure out how to bet it. That's a good point there, Josh. Uh, I know you have some real nice on this game. Obviously, you have the Nets here. On the back-to-back, they don't look good right now. Steve Nash is somewhat – uh, he's really struggling over there as well as coaching the team. They're still trying to integrate Ben Simmons here, Josh. Um, do you think that the Mavs are the side here with the rest advantage? Yeah, I think that there's a strong edge here on Dallas. I took the money line early. Uh, it's a bit juicy now. I wouldn't have a problem probably laying the three either, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I do come out around at about that number, but you look at what Brooklyn's had to do in terms of travel the last four days. I mean, it's their third and fourth, the back-to-back. The other two being on the road, this one being back home now. Uh, and this isn't exactly a team that I think is is built to dealt to deal with these sort of situations. They don't deal with adversity particular, particularly well. I don't think they're going to deal with uh, a Dallas team coming in, being able to completely control tempo and play at their pace and simply pick them apart in half-court sets. I think that that frustration could build as the game goes on as well. So for me, I think it, it has the potential to really snowball here for Brooklyn, where if Dallas gets in front early, I don't like the Nets' chances at all to even keep this remotely close. I think they have to play from in front as long as possible if they want to make this competitive. And I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do it. Like I said, I just like Dallas's half-court offense enough to just pick apart all those weaknesses that exist uh, on that Nets' defense right now that they need to try and work through and figure out. And there's a lot of them. 
And when you've got a guy like Luca who's running your pick-and-roll action, he's going to be able to find the right man every single time and create the right looks that the offense needs. So uh, I have have a strong lean towards Dallas here. Like I said, I grabbed the money line early when it opened. It's uh, moved quite significantly since then, but I have no problem laying laying minus three here if you haven't already got in on Dallas. Yeah, there's some good points there, um, Josh. And I always say, man, juice is for losers as well, man. So if you got some confidence on the Mavs going to win, man, even though it's went up, you obviously you need them to win the game. Um, if you lose, that's when you that's when that juice really matters there. But it's a tough game for me. We're still lean Mavs here. Obviously, they're coming off a game where they lost as well. So you would get a motivated game here with a loss versus the Pelicans without Zion, Ingram, and Er Jones. So they had three starters down that game. I'm sure the Mavs, we know that Dinwiddie's always going to have some something to prove when he comes up to Brooklyn after them basically uh, undervaluing him. So uh, the last time these two teams face off, Dinwiddie actually had a three-point game-winning shot there. So be interested to see how – I can't wait to watch this game. It's, it's probably going to be somewhat of a back-and-forth game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks definitely um, came uh, ran out of gas here in the second half with this being a road home back-to-back. This is not the best spot. Also, to close this one out, Nets are 16-34-1 against the spread in their last 51 home games. Uh, absolutely horrible uh, eight. TS wise at the house. So and they the I think they'll be playing bad until they fire coach the coach as well. Simmons, his back is a little injured as well. That's not gonna get better after getting on the plane and playing a full game versus the Milwaukee Bucks, my guy. So with lean Mavs there with my guy Josh in this one. Now let's head over here to the streets of OKC, Oklahoma City, here where we have the Thunder sitting at six and a half point underdogs. To the LA Clippers here, uh, the money line for uh, sitting for the Clippers at minus 250. If you'd like to take the home underdog here, you can get plus 210 back on uh, your return in this one. And the total is sitting at 218 in this one, my guys. Ski, how are we looking at this game, my brother? Clippers versus Thunder. Yeah, I've been thinking about this game since yesterday, really. And um, a little bit the side and total back and forth. But one way I'll start, um, I have to go with the prop every time you see the OKC Thunder play. You look at the other team center, and you got to go with their rebound prop. We cashed on Zubak in the meeting the other day. It was 10.5. I think he ended with 14. They've raised it one up to 11.5, and, and I still don't think that's enough. Um, so far this year, I think they've given up the 14 to Zubak, 16 to Gobert twice, and um, I think even like 14 or 16 to Jokic too. So all the opposing centers are eating on the boards. Um, so number one, that's that's the look for me in this game. Other than that, it's the same kind of deal. I mean, I was on here talking with you guys about the Timberwolves and the Jazz yesterday. They lost the first game as a favorite and um, back as a favorite in a short time frame. We know those teams cover at a, a you know above sixty percent clip. So it's just a situational play that makes me really want to take the Clippers. But I'm having a hard time because I just don't know how much I trust this crew, group, um, how much effort they're putting in right now. But this is the only way I can look. When a team just got beat down like that and they were expected to win, they come back and, and prove it. And it's usually, like you say, Jay, smack city spot, first quarter, first half, full game. So the only way I can look towards the side is the Clippers. And for the total, I was kind of back and forth, too. Um, I know that last game, they shot they shot terrible. And usually after a game like that, you know, I expect the teams to shoot better. I know the bookmakers did open it a little lower here, but we've seen it shoot back up. Maybe that's because Paul George is supposed to be in. Or they're thinking like how I'm thinking where if both teams shot that bad, it can only go up from there. So after all that, the best bet I came out of this game with was Zubak rebounds over and lean on the Clippers. 
Yeah, I couldn't talk you off there. Uh, I definitely see this being the same type of situation as the Timberwolves yesterday here, Josh. Obviously, you have the superior team that lost the first game uh, as the favorite. They didn't have Paul George or Kawhi in that game. They won't have Kawhi tonight, but at the very least, they do get Paul George back, balling up against his old squad, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, do you at least see the Clippers at least trying to play some defense or giving at least a little bit of care about this game here, Josh? I hope so, man. I, I do hope so. I, I want to get involved with the Clippers here as well. I want I want final confirmation that, that PG is definitely in before I even entertain the idea, though, uh, because they need his, not just his scoring, but his playmaking. They looked really lost out there for large portions of that game, uh, you know, last time out. So I do lean towards the Clippers here. But like Ski said, it comes down to, does this team, is this team going to give you the effort that they need on a nightly basis? Because... So much of the NBA regular season is simply about which team shows more effort and desire and hunger on any given night. And these young teams like the Thunder and the Magic, they might not have the talent, but at least you know that they're going to give you that 48-minute effort that's required more often than not to to keep them competitive. And uh, right now, the Clippers aren't showing that at all. It looks like they're just going through the motions, um, Mm -hmm. basically treating this as an extended preseason before they actually get going. So... They're one of those teams who I don't really want to be getting involved with anymore until I can see them sort of flip a switch and show something that uh, indicates that at least they're in the right, moving in the right direction. So right now, absolutely nothing on this game. If Paul George is in, I'll at least look at the Clippers here. I do probably look at them first half like uh, yesterday mm-hmm. with with Minnesota, like I know that you gentlemen did as well. But for, for right now, I have absolutely nothing, and I think the total is very, very fair. Yeah, Paul George is gonna is probable in this game, guys. So if you do like the Clippers, um, you don't have to wait for his status or he's gonna be. I can't guarantee you anything, but he's probable. He's been upgraded to probable. He's more likely gonna play in this game. That shows to me um, that the Clippers are at least, even though even though they are kind of sort of treating it like the preseason, they're still gonna come out and say, all right, look, guys, we gotta at least try to ramp it up here, and you don't want to lose back to back games to the same team as well. It's just that's one of the main things that'll really get you pissed off, man. Losing back, especially to an inferior team as well. Clippers all. Got to do is come out here and play some defense, and they should be able to cast the trifecta spot versus these Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, this Thunderous team is not the greatest offensively. They can get going. Obviously, SGA will always have something against his old team, the Clippers, but he was just doing running around, doing whatever he wanted to last game. Um, I don't see it here tonight. I see Ty Lu getting the boys together. Like, look, man, uh, we got to at least try to play some defense here. Come out here and smack these guys. I think they can get it over early. Heavily lean to the Clippers here early and often here my guys but if you are waiting for paul george he should be in this game uh basically morris and uh who else is that morris and Kawhi are out for sure my guys other than that should get rest of the team to go get ready to smack these guys up go go to smack city once <laughs> uh let's go over here to the streets of san francisco here where we have the golden state warriors yeah zubach uh, zubach official play for my guy ski on that one let's go over here to the streets of warriors here we got the golden state land six and a half points at the house line open up at seven and a half trickling down to six and a half guys some money coming in on the heat in here uh you can get on the plus money line for the heat if you think they can win outright plus 205 minus 245 for the warriors there we have an over under sitting at 227 here josh um how are you looking at this game my brother did the heat uh run out of gas in this one after that big win versus portland last night you would think so. I mean, not only is it back-to-back, not only is it three and four, this is the officially the first team to have to play a five and seven this season. So mm. uh, a really brutal spot for Miami. Um, I jumped in earlier on the over here. It has moved up a couple of points. I still show some value. I have it closer to 229. Personally, just looking at how 
these teams play in these situations. The Warriors in particular right now are one of the fastest-paced teams in the league. Their offense is clicking. There's no issues there whatsoever. Their defense is lagging drastically. Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily say it's alarm bells. Obviously, you know, it's a long season, and they're going to figure things out in the long run. But as of right now, uh, I think that defensively they're showing absolutely nothing and no signs of fixing it in the short term either. So teams are having zero issue getting to their spots, finding the looks that they want. Uh, and executing their offensive sets. And I think Miami, one thing we saw from them last season, we've seen it for the last couple of seasons now uh, with Eric Spolster's team, where when they are at a significant rest disadvantage, they play faster. They're happy to play in shootouts. They play up-tempo. They don't play that slow, half-paced grind basketball that they're very well known for. And I think, you know, it just comes down to the fact that 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 type of style takes a lot of energy out of you. And when you're in a situation like tonight where you're playing your fifth game in seven nights, you're not going to get that defensive effort whatsoever. So I think they're going to give up a lot of easy baskets to the Warriors who, like I said, they're going to push tempo and try and score early in the shot clock. But I think they're going to have success as well scoring the basketball themselves. So... I have this one penciled in to go, like I said, over that 230 mark. I still think that there's value at the current market here. So happy to ride the overs, which uh, I think will continue to print money in Golden State games until they, they can show that they want to show some effort at the def- on the defensive side of the floor. Yeah, that's some good points there uh, from Josh there, especially the Warriors. They're always going to be uh, great, very great offensively. But defense, they just not – they don't – they're not – showing motivation to that side of the ball right now, obviously. And the the bench, the young guys off the bench are more of offensive guys, not necessarily defensive guys. And that's one of the main main reasons why I feel like the missing Gary Payton, guys like Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. will show at some point. It looks like it's showing here. Gary Payton II was the second. It was the best uh, defender on that team here, Ski. Um, What are you thinking here? You leaning towards the over with Josh here? We rocking with the Warriors? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, I like his play, and I think I'm going to get there with it too. But what I'll say about the Warriors' defense is uh, I just attribute it to them not really being in the best shape yet because in order to play defense, you know, you got to be conditioned. So we know – I mean, not too much has changed as far as, you know, besides Gary Payton, like you said, and they play really good team defense. So I think that will get better as the year goes on. Not quite sure it gets better tonight, though. Um, like Josh mentioned, they're number one in pace. Um Looking at the Heat, it was something he mentioned about when they play these back-to-back games. And I looked that up, too. It was the Heat on the road without rest going back to 2020. They're 13-3 and to the over. And if you look up a game where, you know, the last game went under, uh, maybe it was because, you know, they had a poor shooting night or whatever the case is, the over is 5-0. and And they're making it to about 230 points per game. So, like he said, it's went up to 227. Um, but I still think there's a little bit of wiggle room, and I will be joining on that over. As far as the side, and also it's gone over seven of the last eight meetings. As far as the side, I mean, we're talking about how tired Miami should probably be, right? Fifth and seven nights. Um, they've been turning the ball over a lot. And I think Golden State should be pissed off. They just got blown out by 30 points. So I'll think about Golden State over the years. You know, that's pretty much the same group of guys, too. After they lose and they're a home favorite, uh, you could take this one back, you know, as far as the group has been together 2015. They have a 63.5% cover rate, 47 and 27 against the spread. If you look at the Warriors last year, where did they have success? The home favorite role. They were 29, 19 and two against the spread. And if, you know, you're nervous about the number, um, another way I think you can do it. So that same scenario, Golden State off a loss as a home favorite, 63 and 11 straight up. That's 85.1%. So, the money line was minus 245. 
obviously the spread is minus 110. If you, um, you know, kind of put them together to create a, a, a money line to where if Golden State covers, you win both. If they win and don't cover, you don't lose anything. And if they lose outright, you lose both. Um, the implied probability at minus 181 is 64.4%. And I told you go to save in this scenario wins 85.1% of the time. That's a team angle. If you want to look for a league-wide angle, in general, home favorites with the rest advantage win 72.5% of the time. So I still think that's a good bet, um, however you decide to take go to state. Yeah, that's some good points there. Definitely fifth game in seven nights. It's a little bit different, fifth and seven, because the first three um, were at the house for the Heat where they didn't have to travel. But still, then you throw in the fact that they have to travel all the way to Portland. I'm talking about it's like literally they're at the furthest most uh, was it what southeast uh, part over there? You see what I'm saying? Now they they went to the northwest, uh, and then they're still on the west coast here. So seven uh, seven o'clock. Um, basically, by the time this game is over, it's going to be like midnight body clock time for the Heat. Um, that's something that I don't think a lot of people look at. Uh, when, I mean, you got to look at yourself as well when you're flying across country. How do you feel? You feel kind of jet lagged. You have to get used to that time as well. So it didn't affect the Heat last night. Could possibly affect them here in the second half of this game. You parlayed it with the. Uh, Warriors come in off a 31-point blowout loss, um, and I could see the Warriors really uh, continue to assert themselves in the third quarter where they come out and just smoke teams. Uh, I don't know what they're doing at halftime, but they come out in third quarter and smoke teams, man. So I could see the Warriors second half. I really think this one, this one will get away, and I could see them covering the third quarter here as, again as well, my guys. And you guys make some really good points about the over here as well. Uh, last game up here. Let's go over here to the streets of Sacramento here, my guys. We, got, we put the play up on the on the next game. We got the Kings. <laughs> it's all good. We got the Kings uh, getting three points at the house here versus the Memphis Grizzlies here. The Grizzlies laying three. Money line sitting at minus 155. This line opened up at four. Uh, everyone hopping on the Grizzlies here, and it's went down to three. It's kind of a head scratcher here. You got the Kings. If you'd like to hop on them on the money line, you can get back plus 135 as well, uh, plus 145 last night. You got the total over and under sitting at 236 and a half here josh how are we looking at this game my brother i think i think it's kings or pass if you want to get involved in this game and you know the line obviously moving in that direction uh indicates that a lot of the money agrees with you there so memphis i, I personally i am not saying i'm not high on them but I, I do think that they need to work through some things in the early parts of the season especially mm -hmm. with those uh changes to their rotation when it comes to, you know, situational spots where they're not at an advantage, I don't know how good that they're going to execute. And I think that Sacramento being in one of those spots where, you know, one of those rare luxuries, having three days rest between games, they've had plenty of time to to really prep for this game and mm -hmm. outline how it is they want to execute against this Memphis team. So, uh, like I said, I think it's, it's definitely got to be kings or pass. My number on the game basically comes out just above market now. So I think you know, four is closer to fair price, but it's sort of highlights as well. I think that the market very high on the Kings here, and I understand why as well. I think matchup-wise that they should be able to score the basketball pretty well. And defensively, you know, the Kings probably not as bad as what their numbers show in the early going so far. They've had a really uh, tough strength of schedule to open up. Memphis, we know that obviously their offense can be explosive uh, when you let them play in transition, but if you slow them down into half-court sets, uh, it's actually not a very good offense at all in terms of uh, efficiency anyway. It's very much league average and below league average in terms of points per possession and points per play. So if Sacramento can stop Memphis from being able to break and run in transition and play in half-court sets, I actually like the Kings' chances a lot. So I think that they're very live to win this outright. Haven't got involved personally, but uh, if I had to play anything, it's only going to be Sacramento in this spot. 
Yeah, Kings are nothing, man. Let's put them crowns on here tonight, Ski. Um, I, I like the Kings here, man. I'm on them official play, plus the three, uh, three and a half. We hopped on the plus four last night, all that good stuff, man. I like the Kings to win this game. So I'm on them plus the three and money line official, um, Ski. Could you talk me off, my brother? No, I'm not a big fan of Memphis in general. Um, and I, I just I think they need to get healthy in order for me to start looking at them laying points. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at this Grizzlies team. Um, I feel like just in general, the market is telling us that we should be betting Sacramento tonight. But if I was making one play, the one thing I would trust is Memphis hasn't been really good defensively. And I don't trust Sacramento's defense either. I know they have a lot of rest and usually, you know, that bodes well for defense. But since 2020, these high totals, 235 and above, they're high for a reason. They go over uh, 57.1 percent of the time, 92 and 69. So. If I have to bank on one thing in this matchup, it's no defense being played. I'll go up and over. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing as, as well. I feel like when the Grizzlies were so great the past two seasons, it's because they were locking in on the defensive end and could play at a really fast pace. Now it's just fast pace and they're trying to outscore teams. So you could argue they've had somewhat of an easy schedule as well. Uh, they were smacking up the Knicks and then let them come all the way back and make that one go to overtime as well. So then you went the two road games. They got blown out by 41 versus Dallas. Then they were going back and forth versus the Rockets. Uh, we know the Rockets are somewhat of a doormat, but they still struggled in that game and then they beat the Nets in the last game as well and struggled in that one as well gave up 124 versus a struggling Nets team here so they go on the road here I think this is where Memphis is most vulnerable possibly a little look ahead spot to a couple games in Utah as well which they have a somewhat of a rivalry with um who's getting up to play the Kings in Sacramento California my guys I don't think it's the Grizzlies tonight uh give me the Kings here plus the three and on the money line and the last thing I'll say about this one uh they've lost six straight to the Grizzlies as well uh, they do have a new coach over there, Mike Brown. They've had three days off as well. And the last three times they've seen them, the Grizzlies had uh, Triple J. They had Anderson and DeAnthony Milton off the bench. So nowhere near as much depth and nowhere near as much um, nowhere near as they nowhere near as much camaraderie right now as far as them still trying to work in all their new guys as well. So the whole world likes the Grizzlies today. Not me. I'm on the Kings, my guys. Uh, but now let's get over here to some questions, man. It's cute. It's my favorite part of the show q a time here ski we'll go to you first our guy raymond here uh says what's ah oh, man come on now there's a that's a bad question what's your best pick of the day ski oh well, it's easy today usually you know i'm high volume all have bets all throughout the card and i, I usually bet them even but so far i only have one bet in so zubak rebounds over 11 and a half will be my best bet I like it. I like it, man. Next up, we got our guy Aaron Rod here, Josh, asking any thoughts on Heat uh, Blazers leaning a bit, uh, leaning a bit to the. We're gonna go to the next question, my guys. Uh, we're going over here to my guy Mark Holmes. Sorry, I'd like to ask a question, but I believe that game was yesterday, or I mean. We, we broke down all four games on the card today, guys. So there, you know what I'm saying, and we get, went over our best bets. Mark Holmes says. Come on. Oh, man. Sorry, guys, but I think we might have to end the question segment. Uh, uh, let me see. Were those from yesterday or what? I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading the wrong question. Sorry, guys. I'm reading the wrong yeah, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm like, what's going on, man? Uh, I can't see him that well. Nicholas Lee here. Do you guys think that OKC could cover the first half, Josh? Nah, look, I, like I said before, I, if I want to play anything in that game, especially first half, I want to play the Clippers to be the ones to cover. Uh, I think that they're going to come out 
and probably make the right adjustments that they need to be made. And, you know, if there's any coach in the league you can trust to make adjustments game to game, especially when playing the same opponent, I don't think there's many better than Ty Lue. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I would only play the Clippers first half here if I'm going to play at all. That's a good point, man. My guy, uh, now, this the real question from today, Aaron Rod, besides Zubac's play, do you like any other props, Ski? I haven't played any others. I was considering playing De'Aaron Fox just because I think it's a lot of points available in that game, whether you play him on a double-double, which I didn't get to line shot too much. The best price I saw was plus 380, uh, or maybe you go his assists or his points. Like I was just thinking of playing on De'Aaron Fox tonight, but I didn't quite get there yet. I like it. I like it. Uh, and then our guy Mitch Armstrong says, "Are the ha- are the ha- uh, Hawks going to be ass on the road again this year?" Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. They didn't look that good versus the Pistons. I think it'll be game by game. They don't like playing against the bottom tier teams. Uh, they will get up to play the top tier teams on the road. But to answer your question, they will probably still be ass versus the bottom tier teams. Josh, would you agree with that? Uh, at least um, ATS they will. You know, they'll, they'll probably have a better winning record, I think, on the road this year than what they did last season. Uh, but they, I think they still struggle to cover a lot of the lines on the road. So, yeah, it depends how you look at it. Winning record potentially on the road? Yeah, I could see it possible. Winning ATS record on the road? Uh, I don't think so. I'm glad he mentioned it. He reminded me about a play for tomorrow that I, that I already knew that I was going to be on ski. You want to answer that question? Do you think the Hawks will be trash ATS um, on the road, my guy? Well, it's been, I think, two years now where we've seen them, you know, dominate at home or, or at least play really well at home and not so well on the road. So until they prove otherwise, and, you know, as a Hawks backer yesterday, I'll say yes. I, I think it <laughs> continues. Nah, that's face right there. All right, my guys. Uh, one more question here. Will any of the dogs um, upset today, uh, Ski? You like uh, any any dogs? Yeah, they are. Come on, man. What are you doing? You watching them show? The Kings are upsetting them today, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I hope so, Ski. What are we doing? What you uh, Any dogs can get the upset today, my guy. Uh, it would be between Come on. Brooklyn and Sacramento for me, and just the rest disadvantage for Brooklyn. I got to roll with you on Sacramento. Let's go. Come on, Josh. What are we doing, man? Any, it's any dogs? It's, it's Kings. It's King. Kings are the only underdog for me that's live to win today. Uh, I don't think any of the other ones have a, a real shot to uh, to win outright. Maybe they cover, but not win outright. The only one that can win outright is Sacramento, whether you like it or not. Let's go. Let's go. I like to hear that, man. Uh, and it's the <laughs> shortest spread as well, my guys. But uh, like I say, man, nothing's guaranteed. But, yeah, I am on the Kings, man. But that's it, my guys, for the questions. Let's go over here to Best Bets now, the favorite part of the show. I'm sure there's the, the, everyone in the chat favorite part of the show as well, man. For me, I'm on the Kings plus the three and on the money line. I'm hoping they win outright, man. Uh, I need it. That's my top player today. My guy Josh is on the Mavs, my beloved Dallas Mavs. I'm rooting for him there. May have to ride with him. Mavs on the money line uh, it's up to minus 145 now wouldn't talk you after three as well uh he's also on the heat warriors over 227 and my guy ski is on clippers thunder uh with zubach rebounds over 11 and a half my guys can't talk him off that um i see us going undefeated on these plays today uh we appreciate everybody for tuning in man check us out on the other uh, channels as well uh bet us has all different sports, man, whatever. College football, NFL, baseball, all the good stuff. Check us out. This is the NBA show, though. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Retweet the show as well if you can. I'm Jay Money is Money on Twitter. My guy Ski Profit as well. At Ski Profit, you can follow Josh at Punt underscore school. We love to do it for you guys. We're out. Let's cash. <laughs>